in your Bibles to Romans 15 and 12. Romans 15 and 12, and again, Zayeth saith, there shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles trust. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's ask God to move in this place tonight as we go before Him in prayer. You may be seated. I could title this sermon tonight. It would be, There is Hope in a Savior. We read in this scripture of Romans 15 and 12 through 13, and it says, And again, Isaiah saith, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles in him. Shall the Gentiles trust the first part of this? It's, it's talking about Jesus Christ, the Savior, the one that came and, and died for humanity, the one that was of the house of David, the one that, that was the root of Jesse. It was, it was talking about how, how Jesus would be the king of the Gentiles, the, the one that the Gentiles could turn to and trust, not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. Then the latter part of this set of scriptures, now the God of hope, sorry about that, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Says, now the God of hope, that God that, that, gives you all hope no matter the situation that God that has all power and might that God that that would created the heavens and the earth just at the 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 utterance of his voice he spoke the worlds into existence there we have that hope in the savior through the power of the holy ghost it says fill or God the now the God of hope Fill you with joy and peace in believing 
that ye may abound in that hope, that there may be an abundance of it, that, that you can never fail in hoping and trusting and believing God and having faith in the almighty God. Why can you have that hope? Why can you have these things in your life that, that is a hope? It's because you have the power of the Holy Ghost invested in your life, the power that God himself chose to come down and fill you with his power that power of the holy ghost jesus was a seed that came from the house of jesse to preach the message of hope to the gentiles he came to save those that were lost luke 4 4 8 through 19 the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath set me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captive to recover the sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the lord but the first part of that says he sent me to heal the brokenhearted when they're when you have a broken heart, it, it seems like you, you don't know where to turn. It's like, what can I do? It's this heaviness on your life that, that my very heart is broken. But he said, I have come to heal the brokenhearted. When your heart is broken and in a thousand pieces and you feel you can't, it can't be fixed, I'm here to tell you tonight that God it was, came to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captive. When you are bound by the chains of addiction, the, the chains of sin, the chains that can bind your life, God came to break those chains. God came to bring deliverance to those that are captive by those things that hold you back. It might necess not necessarily be, let's say, a, a, a sin, but something that happened to you in your past. Something that lays heavy on your heart, lays heavy on your conscience, or something that, that just kind of seems to drag you down. God has come to bring deliverance to the captive, to bring deliverance to those that need deliverance when we are weighed down and it seems we can't even touch heaven and your prayers to god don't seem to get much higher than the the ceiling of the place you're in when when you're in that place of destitute that place where 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 you don't seem like you know where to turn god is there god is there for you it says in psalms 19 14 through 17 thou art my hiding place and my shield i hope in thy word depart from me ye evildoers for i will keep the commandments of my god uphold me according unto thy word that i may live and let me not be ashamed of my hope hold thou me up and I shall be safe. And I will have respect unto the statutes of thy statutes continually. Thou art my hiding place. That, that place where I go to in my time of trouble. That place that I turn to when I need help from you. That place of protection. 
That place that, that God was just going to place his arms around you and pull you close and hold you in his arms. It says, and I hope in thy word, that word that you promised me, that word that you've given me. I have hope in that word. I have trust. I believe in your word that you've given me. That place of hope is in the word of God, in the literal word of God that we can take with us day by day, that we can read on a daily basis. We have that word that God has given us for us to read, to, for us to investigate, for us to look at. We have that place that we can put our trust in, that, that word of God that, that will never fail us, that word of God that, that when we don't have the answers, we can open up the book and we can begin to read in, in Acts, in Matthew, in Deuteronomy, in Psalms, in Proverbs. Every answer that, that we could need is found in the word of God. Then we also have the word that comes forth through the preaching of God. Through the man of God that stands behind the pulpit. That's gone before God. And ask you, ask him what he needs or what the people need for this service. There's also that word that we can trust in. That word of God that never fails. That is timely. That will go out. And the Bible says that it will not return void. That his word is constant. His word stays the same. It's that constant rock that we can turn to. It's that shield. It's that defense against the enemy. It's that, that hiding place. The word of God. I hope in thy word. I can place my trust in your word. I can place everything, every need that I have in your at the word of or in the word of God he is your rock in your time of trouble he is going to be there when you are in need of shelter from the storm he is going to be there when all else fails all you have to do is not lose hope in the word of God not lose hope in that preached word of God in that word of prophecy that has been given don't lose hope in the word of God. Jeremiah 29 and 11 through 13. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. And ye seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. When you're in that time of that you need a little hope from God. When you need a little something from God, you can turn to him in prayer. You can turn to him. As it said, then shall ye seek upon me. Go before me in prayer, and I will hearken unto you. It's saying that, that if you go before me in prayer, if you seek my face, then 
Will I hearken to you? Then will I hear your cry. Then will I hear your plea. That's when I'll come in and heal your land. That's when I can come in and do something. When you turn yourself to me. When you turn your face to me. When you're willing to humble yourself in prayer, it's when you get the combination of the Word of God. When you go hide yourself in the Word of God. When you hide that Word in your heart. And then you go before God in prayer about what you've read in the Bible. About what you've heard preached. That's when God can start to work with you. That's when God God will hear you. When you start to go in and you get that word of God and you apply that to your life, when you apply those things to you, that's when that hope of God can begin to work in your life. That's that's when God's power can do a work in you. In that time of trouble, when you need God, find a place to prayer. It will be in that prayer meeting that you will find him. He will be there willing to answer you if you are willing to call upon him. But when you've done that, what what can you do? You, You have that hope of God. You have a promise of hope that you have in your life when you have the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. It says in Romans 12 and 12, rejoice in hope, patience in tribulations, continuing instant in prayer but first it says rejoice in that hope that you have in God rejoice in that hope that you've got to have in God that when it you don't know where to turn that you can go to God in prayer but it says continuing instant in prayer patient in your tribulation in that time of tribulation have patience Because God is going to do something in you. God is going to work a miracle in your life. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our hope is in that Savior, that seed of David, that one that we can turn to in the tests and trials of life, that one that we can turn to when we need hope. When we're lacking, when we're feeling a lack of faith, we can turn to God in prayer. Our hope is in the Almighty God, the one that robed himself in flesh so that we could have, or th- that he robed himself in flesh and came and died for us, that we could be saved. Our hope is in that seed of David, in Jesus Christ. John 14, 26 through 27. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I, have, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Why does it say that? Why why does it say do not be afraid in your time of trouble? In your time of sorrow? It's because God has sent his comforter. That promise that he had given back when they were cast out of the garden. The promise that he would come and die for our sins. 
But that promise was the Holy Ghost, the promise of salvation, the promise of the power of God we have invested in our lives. We were left the comforter, that being, that being the Holy Ghost, to give us the hope of salvation. It is the hope of the peace of the Holy Ghost that we that was sent or sent to us. Or we have the hope and that power that was sent to us. He was saying, no matter what you go through, no matter the trial that you are facing, you're going to have. That, that you're going to have the Holy Ghost living inside of you. You're going to have that Holy Ghost working through you in that time of trial, in that time of tribulation. Romans 5 and 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being justified through faith, through that hope, through that trust in the almighty God. It's that hope in, of peace that is in Jesus. That hope is our faith in God. Our trust that he will be there for us no matter how hard it gets. No matter the trials that we are facing. If we are lost... If you don't have a place to turn to, you don't know where to go, you can turn to God. Because you have that hope of God living inside of you. You've got the Holy Ghost to lean on in your time where your flesh seems weak. When you don't know where to turn, you can lean on the Holy Ghost. Abraham and other men of faith. Never gave up their trust and hope in God. They never backed down from their belief in God. It says in Hebrews that they were looking for a promise. They were looking for the promise that God had promised. But they had never found it. They were looking for a, a city whose builder was not a man. That whose, whose builder was God. But they kept searching because they had that faith in God. They had that trust in the almighty God. They never gave up hope. We read in times through history, times of, of trials in man's life, of, of physical trials, of, of times in war and conflict, of how man never gave up hope. In, in living, never gave up hope in surviving a situation. On December the 7th, 1942, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. It was said to be the day that would forever live in infamy. As the Japanese flew over and they began to bomb the harbor. One of the pilots, the lead pilot, made the statement that the battleships were sitting there all lined up as if they were waiting for them to come and bomb them. That that day aboard the USS Arizona was a crew, crewman by the name of Donald, or Donald Stratton. In, the, in his book where he account, tells of the account of how he survived, the book entitled All the Gallant Men, he describes the horrors, the terrors that happened that day. As the Japanese kept bombing the USS Arizona, the entire ship was on, on fire. Most of us should know as 
as being taught in in our history books how how the ship sunk that day how how most of the men that were crew members on that ship died that day but Donald Stratton, Mr. Stratton, as he was, he was going around the boat, he was, he was trying to fight, but it got to the point where the fire was so hot. The very metal was beginning to cook them. The men that were still alive was beginning to be cooked alive. They began to wander around. He got to the highest point on the ship that was not on fire. It was him and six other men were there. They were still being strafed by gunfire from the Japanese. They were still being, being cooked by these fires that were below them. Their skin was boiling. It was about to fall off. The entire ship was on fire. There was smoke completely surrounding them. But as they stood on the upper, this upper deck of the ship, the smoke parted. And they could see a ship that was right beside them. That had been trying to put out the fire. That had been trying to rescue men. That had been trying, but the ship was almost gone. It was about to completely sink. So there was a man on that ship that was, that was cutting the ropes that were holding the two vessels together. Donald Stratton, he, he yelled out to this man. He said, hey, I'm over here. We need your help. The man's name was George or Joe George. He yelled out, we need help. We're dying over here. We're about to suffocate from this, the, the smoke. As a fight, so the man was, was standing there and, and the captain of that vessel came up to him and said, what are you doing? Cut these lines. Those men are lost. There's nothing you can do for them. There's nothing you can do. Just cut the lines. We've got to go or we're going to be destroyed as well. But he said, no, I've got to try to get those men over there. And he got a rope and he threw it to them. And they managed to get it and tie it to the ship. And one by one, they begin to cross that rope. They begin to get off the ship. But as that ship was burning, their, their hands were blistered. The skin was off their hands. And the only way they could get across was hand by hand over 45 feet of water, flaming water. And as they stood and began to work their way across, that man stood on that other side of that ship or in that other ship and began to yell, Come on, you can do it. You're almost there. You're almost to the other side. Just a little farther. I know you're in pain right now. I know the, the, the flames are licking at your body. But you're almost there. Keep, keep going. Keep trying. One by one they made it to the other side. And when they got to the other side they would turn around and they were yelling, Come on. You can do it. Come on. You're almost there. Come on. You've almost made it to safety. It was six men that were saved that day because they never let go of hope. Let's stand this evening. They never let go of hope. They, had, uh, they could see the hope right through there as the smoke parted. They could see their way out, but they, they didn't know what to do. But they were able to get a hold of that rope. Some might would have given up. Some might would have said, I can't do this. But they said, this is our only chance. This is our only way. I'm here to tell you tonight that, that if you're at that place in your life, that if you seem like there's no hope, or if you seem there's a, you know there's a place coming that you're going to be at, that you're going to say, hey, 
I don't know where to turn to. I need the hope of God in my life. Don't give up. You got to get the attitude of those same six men that said, hey, it's raw flesh holding onto this rope, but I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go because if I do, all hope is gone. I'm dead. But I'm going to keep one hand after another, one hand after another. Then when I get to the other side, I'm going to stand there and I'm going to encourage my brother. I'm going to encourage my sister that, hey, we're almost to the other side. Hey, you can do it. Hey, you can make it. Is there someone that says, hey, I need a little hope in my life today? I need a redoing of my faith in the almighty God. I need God to renew something in me that that when that time comes that I can say, God, I'm going to turn to you. God, I need your help. Or if you know that someone in your life, a loved one, someone's going through something. That you can go to God in prayer that says, I'm going to seek God's face for that person. That I'm going to be that man standing on that other ship. That they're over there. The flames of hell are licking at them. They're almost lost. But I'm standing here saying, come on. You can make it. Come on. There's hope on the other side. Just don't give up. Keep holding on. Don't let your strength give out. You're almost there. These altars are open here tonight can gather around this front for a few minutes and, and pray and ask God to help.